Welcome back to your Sunday Spin. I'm Rick Pierce from the Chicago Tribune here in the WGN Skyline studio. Joining me on the phone is Chicago City Treasurer, uh, Melissa Conyers-Irvin. Uh, Madam Treasurer, thank you so much for joining me. Hi, Rick. Happy NBA weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you throwing a party? Oh, no, no, I'm not throwing a party. <laughs> I'm actually, I, I'm losing my voice a little bit. You know, I'm the mother of a three-year-old, so when she gets sick, sometimes the germs spread a little bit in the home. So yeah, there you go. Especially <laughs> when it's cold and everybody's all cooped up together. I, I, there I, you go. There you go. But I'm feeling great, feeling great, excited well, about what's to come. Well, great. And I wanted to have you on because uh, you have been doing a, a series of, uh, I guess, seminars i don't know how you want to call them town hall i would call them town hall okay Mm -hmm. um but i i mean my fundamental takeaway with this and and there's two more coming up but um it's it's about the need for financial literacy for people to understand financial literacy is that is that a fair takeaway of this that is in addition to and it's multiples in addition to residents walking away knowing about the office of the city treasurer, knowing what's in their coffer, because a lot of times that I, what I have found in these town halls that we've already had two, one, the first was in council chambers downtown in the loop. The second we had on the west side of Chicago. And as you mentioned, we have two more coming up in February, um, next Saturday at Inglewood STEM High School out south, and then Saturday, February 29th at Albany Park Branch Library up north. What we have learned from the two already that we've had is that residents truly did not know that they had a personal banker. That's what I call myself. I'm the personal banker for the residents because I'm actually intentional each and every day about banking their money. I manage it and I invest it. Do you know, Rick, how shocked people are by that? They are shocked that they actually have someone that is their banker. Well, I think one of the things is, is because, uh, you know, let's face it, in, in our multiple layers of government, people assume, well, somebody with the title of treasurer does something with money. But we, exactly. don't, know what, but we don't know what they do. And as you know, this was the first contested citywide you know, race that we have for treasurer. And so because of that, obviously more transparency, more awareness. And so which brings accountability, which is why I favor, you know, elected officials having to be accountable to the residents. Because now, Rick, it's making me go out to try to talk to people, let them know what we're doing. It's about transparency. And residents are walking away with so much information. Transparency, accountability. We're letting residents know, first First of all, you have a portfolio that I manage on a daily basis. And guess what? Your portfolio makes money. We're going to talk about that. And then on top of that, we're going to talk about savings. We're going to talk about financial capabilities. But we're also, Rick, which I'm excited about, we're going to bring key economic stakeholders to the table, banks, as well as small business lenders. And so these town halls that that we're having for the month of February is for all ages. It's for residents, it's for seniors, it's for the working parents, and it's also for small business owners or those that desire to be. I want to ask you about, you know, the portfolio and and the job of investing uh, the city's money. And, you know, I've seen some warnings from Wall Street that, uh, and and it, it deals more with, 
expected return on investment by pension funds but but i think it's in general is kind of a warning of to lower uh those earnings expectations that we we the, the the ride that we've been having may not may not be lasting too much longer and so I, I appreciate that, and I'll be certain to bring you in to help me for the town halls the next year, Rick, because for this town hall that we're having now, it's talking about some of the earnings that we had in 2019, which I'm not going to say the number. I want residents to come out and learn about it, but it's a very high number, millions and millions of dollars that we were able to earn interest on based upon taxpayers' dollars. Now, what we're expecting in 2020 may not be the same as what we received in 2019. Very valid point that you make. Because of what we invest also depends on the market. And the, but do people understand the market? Um, you know what? They may, they may or may not, but they don't necessarily have to. All people, I, I think taxpayers want to make certain that, number one, we don't lose a dime. Taxpayers' dollars have to be protected because, as you know, Rick, taxpayers feel that they are paying too much as is. And we want to make certain that in our office of the city treasurer that I am protecting taxpayers' dollars. And, and as a matter of fact, my primary responsibility is to manage and protect taxpayers' dollars. And so I'm intentional that what we're investing in, that we're making certain that we're protecting, but also making money. There's a trick to that, Rick. There's a well, trick to that. I mean, and there is a lot riding on it because, you know, ultimately the better returns that the city is able to make through the investments that you manage uh, affect uh, the, the, the tax revenue and potential property taxes. And that's why the treasurer's office is so important where people had not realized it before. Because at the end of the day, why is the treasurer's office important to you as a resident? Because the more money I make for you, the less money that the city has to go in your pocket for. Now, also at these town halls, you've been having uh, representatives of uh, some of the banks, uh, some of the larger banks, uh, talk about uh, yes. small business loans. And, and I mean, everybody, yes. you know, everybody wants to be an entrepreneur, but it kind of stops when it comes to capital. That's right. We know that our residents, um, two, two primary concerns that they have, one is access to capital, and the other is access to financing. And we know that there is a lot of residents that have great ideas, that have great proposals, and unfortunately, they just don't have that access. And so what I'm excited about, because at the end of the day, Rick, I am the one that's interacting with these institutions on a daily basis. And so because I'm interacting with them on a daily basis, I'm advocating on behalf of the residents. So I am going to bring these institutions to the residents. I'm coming to each community, and I'm bringing these institutions with me because we need to hear from these institutions that we are doing business with on a daily basis. We need to hear from these institutions their commitment to us. Excuse me, I have a daughter in the background coughing. Rick. Quite all right, but it's isn't there evening. isn't there a way to isn't there a way to leverage the city investments to, you know, encourage those financial institutions to open up for more capital availability? We've already started. So um, I don't know if you heard, Rick, about our broker-dealer scorecard, our diversity and inclusion scorecard. And what that is is that for the first time ever in the treasurer's office, 
We are rating businesses on their diversity, inclusion, and corporate social responsibility to determine whether we will be doing business with them. And here's why this is important. I'll tell you what, Madam Madam Treasurer, we're going to have to take a quick break here, but I want to talk more about the scorecard. You're listening to The Sunday Spin. I'm Rick Pearson. This is WGN. Welcome back to the Sunday Spin. I'm Rick Pearson of the Chicago Tribune. Joining me on the phone is Melissa Conyers-Irvin. She is the city treasurer for the great city of Chicago. We're talking about these dollars and cents town halls that uh, she has coming up ahead. One Saturday, February 22nd uh, at Inglewood STEM High School at 10 a.m. Another the following Saturday, February 29th, 10 a.m. at the uh, Albany Park Library. and we, before the break, we were talking about uh, kind of this financial scorecard that you are using to evaluate uh, how financial institutions that the city deals with in its investments, um, basically how they treat city residents. Madam Treasurer. Yes, Rick. I'm here. At the end of the day, we want to make certain that organizations that we are doing business with, organizations that are making money off of us, are invested in us. At the end of the day, we just want to make certain that organizations that we do business with not only are invested in us, but look like us, reflects the citizens of Chicago. And then we want to learn about their giving back, giving back to Chicago, because what we don't want is for organizations to take taxpayers' dollars and leave. We want them to invest back in our communities, which is why the Treasurer's Office, and I'm so glad, you know, since I took office in May of 2019, that I've been able to institute the first of its kind, this diversity scorecard, where we're rating organizations on diversity and inclusion. And when we talk about diversity, we're not just speaking of diversity of employees. We're talking about diversity of executives, senior management. We want to rate them on that as well. And then the corporate corporate social responsibility is the giving back. And more of this we're going to discuss at our dollars and cents town halls that are coming up out south on February 22nd and also up north on February 29th so residents can come and learn all about what we're doing So with their money. We're going to learn kind of the results of these scorecards that you're doing. That's right. And and actually, Rick, some of the organizations that we were doing business with before, we're no longer doing business with them this time. Now, certainly, we hope that this will be motivation. I'm, we hope that this will be motivation for them to have better ratings and be able to come back and do business with us. This is encouraging for them. I also am curious, too, you, you have what's known as the social impact plan. And, and could you could you explain what that actually is? Oh yes. At the end of the day, all residents of Chicago should be financially capable. We know that the city of Chicago, our residents, lack access access to capital, access to financing. What my goal is going to be with our 2020 social impact plan, we're going to be rolling out and more information at the town halls that are. February 22nd and February 29th, but we're going to be rolling out our plan as the city treasurer's office as to how we want to capitalize all of Chicago, all 77 neighborhoods. 
I mean, that's a that's a that's a pretty significant goal. I know it is. But let me tell you how we're going to start. I, I feel like I'm giving you all the little nuggets, Rick. Oh, um, no. Well, yeah, it, but it, it, it'll be more to come. You're, you're <laughs> offering the tease, okay? This is the reason yeah, to yeah, go yeah. out there. <laughs> yes, we're actually going to start a program as soon as spring break, and that will be a program for our youth. Because for me, I believe that it should start from kindergarten to our seniors with the financial capabilities. So there'll be more that we're going to be talking about in the coming months about how we're going to start with our youth during spring break. You know, spring break um, is during the month of April, which is our um, annual um, Smart Money Week. So we just want to make certain that we're talking about that and getting youth involved as well. You know, we talk about uh, down in Springfield. We talk about the you know people putting mandates on uh, education that certain things are required to be taught. Those kinds of things, and I have to wonder. You know, we we just actually just a couple of years ago required that civics actually be taught in schools. That was something not ever done before. Uh, what about financial literacy as a as a requirement to be taught in the schools? Statistics show that if children start saving a very small amount at a young age, a small amount, that they are seven times more likely to not only attend college but to graduate from college. Now, we also know that, you know, it's it's a struggle. CPS does not necessarily have the funding to do everything that may be needed, which is why at the city treasurer's office I'm going to make it my business to try to just do my part to help. No, I may not have all the solutions. No, I may not be able to solve all the problems. But I am certainly going to try to help because our children need to start saving and learning at an early age. Well, and, and 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 learning how, quite frankly, how the world works. How, That's right. How, how our economic system works here in the United States. That's right. And and That's right. You know what is return on investment? What does that mean? And uh, I mean, there's there's so much about the fact of government that is obviously dependent on cash flow, cash resources. We have the, the governor proposing his next state budget coming up on Wednesday. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, there are reasons why certain policies get enacted because of the financial state that uh, governments are in. And I just think that that's something that would be uh, something that students should learn as part of, a, as perhaps even as part of civics, is, is how financial... Uh, financial knowledge affects how governments operate. It does. And at the end of the day, we need all residents. It certainly starts with our children. And once, you know, I even believe that adults can learn from their children. Who knows, maybe what we're teaching the children, they can take home to their parents. But as you mentioned, we know that starting young is the best. We want to make certain that we don't neglect our children in this process. So I'm not just focused on residents. You know, I'm when I say residents, I mean voting age. We got to make certain that we start young with our children and make them financially capable, even at a young age. Now, for people to uh, register to uh, attend these two uh, uh, dollars and cents town halls, uh, where can they get more information on that? So they can go to eventbrite.com, 
and they can do a search for my name, Melissa Cunyers Heisen Irvin, and that's through eventbrite.com. Or the easy way is also through Facebook as Shy Treasurer. So we're on Facebook. Um, we're also on eventbrite.com. Again, Melissa Cunyers Irvin. Or Facebook is at Shy Treasurer. And we encourage people to sign up. Now, if they don't sign up, certainly, Rick, they're more than welcome to still attend. But I hope that people will still follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram because there's always things that we're doing in the treasurer's office. We want to help residents, and we want residents to feel like their money is working for them. And uh, they can also call uh, 312-742-1439. Uh, That's for, right. For, for the less social media adept out there. Um, Good point. <laughs> uh, Treasure, I also wanted to have you on as well. At the, I'm kind of devoting the show as I try to do every February to Black History Month. And uh, you are the first West Side resident elected to a citywide office. And Wow, you're smart, Rick. You know all of this. Uh, Go ahead. It's <laughs> part of my job. Part of my job. But, uh, I mean, uh, what... How important do you view the empowerment of your election as far as the black community? My community feels like there's hope. We need to see hope. Sometimes we hear about the possibility, but we need to see it. And when our residents feel as if that they have helped to elect the first citywide elected official from the west side of Chicago, and not only someone from the west side of Chicago, but someone who had the experience, someone who had the credentials to qualify to be treasurer, because they they feel empowered. They feel like something good can come from the west side, because so many times we have found that not only as being a black person, a black woman, as that can be considered a double negative, but if you're a black woman from the west side of Chicago, that can be considered a triple negative. And so for our residents to see that there could be an educated woman, even a young lady born of a raised by a single mother, who was the first in her family to go to college, go on to get her MBA, honorary doctorate, that she could come from the West Side and represent our community. So I am so excited, and, and I appreciate, Brick, that you just mentioned that during Black History Month, because I can't tell you how many people have already told me that they've spoken about me even, like, in their church service for Black History Month, and I was shocked, to be honest with you. I'm like, you're talking about me, the treasurer of Chicago? But for them, it was important because it provided hope, and this is hope that we want to instill in our children. And, you know, certainly, uh, you know, more and more elected leaders are coming out of the West Side. That's right, because we know that there is some good that can come from the West Side. You know, sometimes we all just don't start on the same playing field at the end of the day. But we know that we all get here in different ways, but when you make it to that point, we have to reach back and help others. And I believe that is so important, which is why I love being city treasurer of Chicago, because I'm able to leverage taxpayers' dollars. I want it to work for them. Tax- taxpayers, so many instances, they see money going out but never see it being returned. I'm going to have to hold you. I'm going to have to hold you right there, city treasurer Melissa Conyers Irvin. Thank you so much for joining me 